your vehicle to the past doesn't need roads or even 1.21 gigawatts. It's the Retro Network Time Machine with Jason and Mickey! Welcome back inside the TRN Time Machine, sponsored by Retro Days. And uh, the latest episode we talked about last week, Blockbuster Video, was really fun to uh, watch that. And since they don't have a new episode this week, you know, just go back and check out some of the ones you might have missed. Because, you know, 14 episodes, they're all great. They have not had a miss as far as the the pop culture and and things uh, that I've, you know, it's been uh, dear to my heart uh, so far. So lots of great episodes to go back and discover. I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to ask you, man, because I'm, I'm guessing you hadn't had a chance this week no, to watch it. No, I haven't. <laughs> I know it's been super busy, but uh, make sure you connect with Retro Days this week on YouTube and RetroDays.org. Great people over there in the retro community. Toys we want but never got. Now, you told a story, I don't know which podcast it was, maybe, uh, maybe it was around Christmas or something. About the NES that you got that one year, and they kind of pulled a prank on you. You know, you had been wanting it so bad, and they surprised you with it that it was there on Christmas. Uh, do you have any other memories like that of toys that you wanted so bad and got it? That's by far and away the biggest story because when my dad traveled all the time, and he would come home on the weekends, and we'd take mom out to do her shopping. I've mentioned that we'd go eat and stuff, Pizza Hut, but uh, we would end up going to. Kmart and stuff to do the shopping. And I don't want to say I could guilt my old man into it, but I think he felt guilty on his own that he was gone all the time. If I took a hot wheel or a GI Joe figure to my mom and said, mom, can I get this? The answer was no. I could take an $80 set of Legos to my dad. And he's like, yeah, throw it in the buggy. (laughs) (laughs) And him and mom would argue about it. So I had my fair share of stuff I wanted. Most of the things that I wanted but didn't have was either it was just never around here to get or, you know, for whatever reasons, it wasn't usually just the fact that I wasn't allowed to have it. So, yeah, my memories around this, I was an only child, so I will be the first to tell you I was spoiled and I got a lot of the stuff that I wanted back in the day. I don't have any specific memories of Christmas is when I did circle it in the catalog or dog ear the page, whatever, and actually got what I did because I know I got a lot what I did <laughs> circle in there. So it was a little difficult. There's a few that I know I circled that were probably just out of the price range for mom and dad to get me that uh, I never got. And those were the first ones that immediately came to mind. But then thinking about I had a couple friends, one up the street and uh, another one across town that were also only child or the, uh, the youngest, the youngest, uh, you know, the parents are like, I'll oh, just shut up, you know, at that point and <laughs> we'll get you what you want. But, uh, <laughs> they had some stuff that was really cool that I did get to actually play with. And, you know, going back to mom and dad, they said, no, you know, <laughs> so that was, uh, a couple of those things that we'll talk about that uh, I wanted one, got to play with it just for a little bit. But you know how when you're an only, well, you might not know, but when you're an only child, you kind of are reserved with sharing just because you don't have the brother that you're, or sister that you're forced to share with, you know? Yeah. So you're a little more, 
you don't want to share everything, you know, with your friends. You want to save some stuff back and just give them a little feel for it. And that's it. You know? Yeah. So that was kind of my experience growing up, but, uh, who wants to lead it off? Uh, I will. And I, and okay. I'll preface it by saying over on the retronetwork.com, I actually wrote an article about this mm-hmm. to be up on the site when we launched called toys, I always wanted, but never had. And I'm trying to pick some different stuff today than I already mentioned in the article, but I wanted to mention what was in the article quickly. But the number one was the GI Joe USS flag aircraft carrier. That sucker was probably size and price based out of my range. And another highlight was laser tag when it first came out and the technology was crappy. My cousin had it, but I still wanted it. And uh, I always have to mention a rock tumbler because I circled that in the Sears catalog every year and never, ever got one for Christmas. I've still never had one, (laughs) but I had these dreams of taking gravel out of the driveway and turning them into precious stones and then selling them at school and making a small fortune. I would have probably been disappointed, <laughs> but, uh, for today I'm going to put at number five. Well, these are really in no particular order, but I'll just say number five, I was big into Lego, still big into Lego, still have all my Legos and where my dad traveled. He wasn't a truck driver, but he drove a truck. If that makes sense. He made his own deliveries and stuff. Mm-hmm. And back in the late eighties, Lego put out a set called big rig truck stop. And it had a couple of rigs and a little truck stop. I want to say it had a, uh, a rig wrecker as well. Uh, and I never had that because we couldn't find it around here. Our local Kmart sold a fair amount of Legos, but that was a set that we just never saw around here. But uh, I wish I'd have had that because loving Legos and like I said, dad driving the truck, I was fascinated with big trucks and the like mm-hmm. but uh, alas, i just mm-hmm. never got that sounds like a good choice i was never big into legos so don't have that nostalgia that you have but yeah I, the lego sets back then were just simple and great you know there wasn't anything didn't have to any licensed properties which would have been fun but still just their their basic sets and stuff on real life were some of the best i think yeah you know. And I am trying to this uh this screen share that you told me about earlier. Yeah, right there it is. The big rig truck stop. Oh yeah. So the set itself was kind of small, but the fact it had the cool rigs that you could make, mm-hmm. that, that just fascinated me. So there's a picture of me. This kind of reminds me when we moved out of my childhood home in around nineteen eighty nine, I remember the last day that I got to play with my neighborhood friend up the street, Tim. And we got out. I was big into Tonka. Dad was a, uh, drove heavy equipment. So I had all the, you know, dump trucks and graders and everything that you would really want. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, we busted out. Instead of going for those, I had a Napa, pretty large Napa big rig. Uh, Dad was at Napa all the time, and I had a bunch of Napa stuff. And there was also another tanker, I think, that Tim had. And we kind of pushed them together, and we were playing like a truck stop there. And I've got a picture of us playing in our – it was actually in our dining room that uh, Dad took that last day that we essentially it – was, it was a sad day. But I'll have to share that with you, maybe uh, put it up on social media as well. Because hmm. uh, I love playing trucks, playing big rigs, and, and all that stuff back in the day. Not Legos, but 
you know, the, the Tonka and diecast stuff. So I got a, uh, I got a soft spot for, uh, you know, the truckers (laughs) as as well, uh, back in the day and the heavy equipment and all that. Uh, first choice for me came out in 1985. Uh, My friend up the street, not Tim, but Matthew, who was a little bit younger than both of us, both of me and Tim, he was an only child, had pretty much everything you could want. One of the things that he had that I was just fascinated with was Teddy Ruxpin. Oh. <laughs> and just looking at the price point, I think it was around $70 back in the day from what I could find uh, in researching. I don't know what that translates to today, probably like 120 But I remember it just being kind of way out of range from a single purchase throughout the year and probably at Christmas time, I was asking for more GI Joe and Masters of the Universe stuff, you know, uh, than, than getting a Teddy Rex. But I was always fascinated by it. He had several of the cassette tapes and books that went along with it, which I, I don't know if maybe one came with it. And then you had other ones that you could get for him, but I don't know. I always just wanted to throw in a, a regular music tape and see what happened. See if he would just like pretend to, you know, <laughs> rap along with run DMC or I'm trying to think of some other cassettes I would have had at the time. But, um, I don't know. I was always fascinated with Teddy Ruxpin. I never knew anybody that had a Teddy Ruxpin, but I was fascinated by it too. Not to the point that I really wanted it. It just, it was fascinating, but I know some people in my life today who were still scared of Teddy Ruxpin. They were freaked uh, out. Yeah. Too many horror movies. (laughs) Yeah. And, and typically I would be too, but I don't know. He never bothered me to that extent. Maybe because I didn't watch a lot of horror movies, but <laughs> uh, or wasn't subjected to them as a kid. But it was always something that I would have wanted to have, but just too expensive even back then. All right, what else you got? Well, my next one, I just sent you a picture of in case you had never seen it. The LJN WWF wrestling figures were huge back in the mid eighties in, in my neighborhood. Anyway, everybody was into wrestling and these things were nice and the sling them, fling them ring was pretty cool, but it got kicked up a whole nother notch when they released the cage match accessory and the famous big blue cage that they first used at WrestleMania two for Hogan and Bundy. Good gosh, I wanted that cage like nobody's business. Yeah. I never even had the ring, but I wanted the cage. My cousin Tim had the ring, and he was our neighbor. So if I had the cage, you know, we could have held that over each other's heads. It's like, we've <laughs> got to play together, or neither one of us can, you know, do this. So the superstar ring them, fling them cage match accessory kit. That looks great. That uh, I remember, uh, one of my other friends had the ring, the like the WWF ring, but I don't ever remember even that cage <laughs> that just kind of fit over, right? Yep, sure did. But Pretty it, it cool. would scale with the ring and the figures, so and right. it was blue, just like we had just seen at WrestleMania two. That's cool. So they timed it pretty well then. <laughs> right. I like that. All right, another one for me. Oh, gosh. I think I've uh, told you on this podcast before. I so much wanted a really nice slot car set. And this might have been from our uh, our Wish Book episode. I think I did pick a set in there. But the the Zero Gravity Cliffhangers with Night Glow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
that is something that I saw the commercials. There's that one that the commercial where they, uh, at the beginning, the cars are kind of like floating on the moon and then they just kind of land down on the track and they, they take <laughs> off, you know, and it just had, you were upside down. Like, I don't know. It seemed like five or six times it went up the wall. Oh gosh, that track was so great. And then, in, you know, in the middle of the commercial, they turn off the lights and it all glows. And you're like, oh, I could just keep, I could play with this track all day. I could do it at night, during (laughs) the day. I wanted that track so bad and just not having, I I got like one little figure eight track at one point that was probably the cheapest thing available and was not what I, (laughs) what I always wanted. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, thanks mom. Uh, This really doesn't know appease my uh <laughs> my want for one of those slot car tracks that you could actually sit inside of you know <laughs> that, they, <laughs> that they always showed in the wish books but this one wasn't it wasn't an, uh, an overly big track but it just went upside down so many times on the side of the wall and it glowed in the dark i mean what else could you want in a right. slot car track you know and it was I- by tyco of course of course, you know, I love slot car tracks, and I've talked a lot about them on here. Any slot car track would have been cool. I never had that one either or anything even remotely close to it. But, man, I, that's something, no matter how big of a slot car track I got, I always wanted a bigger one. <laughs> right. I got multiple slot car tracks, and then you try to start configuring them together and stuff and making <laughs> one really big track. Well, next for me, this is uh, the one I talked I pulled out of the article that I wrote to talk about here and that was hit sticks. Do you remember hit sticks from the late eighties, early nineties? I do. Yes. So for people who may not know, this was, they were air drums, like think air guitar, but they were air drums. And it was these two drumsticks that were wired to a speaker box that you clipped on your belt and you could snap the drumstick in the air and it would make the sound come out of the box in theory. Anyway, mm-hmm. these things missed about three out of every five beats that you tried. To <laughs> right. Make. Yeah. But <laughs> the commercials look so cool because these are, you know, like I said, it's early nineties. So you got this neon orange and neon yellow drumsticks and the box on your hip and all the commercials show these kids wearing sunglasses and these <laughs> black leather gloves and just looking cool as crap, walking around doing these drum solos and stuff. And I'm like, I got to get me some of that. Cause in my brain, I could picture myself wearing this to school and walking down the hallway, just laying down some radical drum solo with a crowd of people following along and cheering. <laughs> and the principal stopping me, asking me, what, what are you doing, young man? And me telling him to step off, homeboy, and go on past him <laughs> and keep playing. That was my dream. It never <laughs> happened, though, because I never got hit sticks. <laughs> I remember some, some one of my friends had them. And, yeah, it was just like the skipping just killed me because, well, I don't have any rhythm anyway. But when you're trying to, to drum and it misses a beat every once in a while, man, just, yeah, I sent you a picture of this just a second ago, which I'm sure mm-hmm. you see the kid is wearing the fingerless gloves, but look, he's wearing two swatch watches, two on the same arm. You know, he's cool. <laughs> yeah. Those, uh, yeah, those leather fingerless gloves, man. That just, oh gosh. 
Man, he just looks so rad. God, I still want some hit sticks. I'd go around work and like I would, I tell jokes at work sometimes and I could have the hit sticks and I could do my own rim shot after the jokes. Mm -hmm. With amplifier. And nobody wears like green and orange anymore. You know, green shirt, orange pants. Come come on. I got a new dream. I could walk around and be like, wrecked him, damn near killed him with my hit sticks. <laughs> play them in the air. Play them anywhere. Okay. Great. Next one for me. Which one am I going to do here? Okay. Next one I'm going to do. 1985. Back in the day, like in the 80s, I guess maybe into the 90s, there was a point where slime was just the the biggest thing and every action figure line seemed like had slime to do something. Mm-hmm. You think of the real Ghostbusters, there was slime involved with that. The one that I wanted, I remember a friend had was the slime pit. Oh, from Masters of the Universe. Hordak slime pit. Yeah, the evil horde slime pit. I don't know what it was. Maybe my mom was like, "No, you're not bringing that crap in my house." <laughs> you know? That's how my mom was. Exactly yeah. how my mom was. You'll get it on the carpet and it'll yep. be ruined. There'll be a stain, mm-hmm. and no, just you're not getting it. So it was almost like it was outlawed, which made it even cooler that you wanted. And when uh, I remember being over to the, my friend's house that had it and asking him, this is the same friend that had Fireball Island too. <laughs> that was like. Oh. He he had all the cool toys. He had uh, Crossfire too. Oh man! <laughs> he I mean he he was just a, a treasure trove of cool toys, and he had the slime pit. So that's the kind of uh, kid who grew up to have like a sugar bowl of cocaine on their nightstand. They just had it right. all. That's right. That's right. But it, you know, it it still came with the mini comic, and it had uh, I don't know. There's just like this. The whole aura around the slime pit because it was incorporated in the comic books too, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure everything was, but there was a read along book that was like, I think called prisoner of the slime pit or something. So they pushed it hard. They pushed they it. Did. Real hard. They did. I always wanted the slime pit, but never got it. Hmm. That's sad. Did you ever see uh, the post I put up on retro ramblings where I scanned in, all those pages from the 1986 Mattel toy dealers catalog of all the masters of the universe toys. No, no, uh, it's on retro ramblings. They've got some, a really nice image of the slime pit because, uh, this catalog was, you know, to convince toy sellers to buy these toys and stuff. So yeah, very cool. I'll, uh, I'll send you the link later, but next on my list is kind of a weak entry. I would think, Nerf was always around, Nerf footballs, Nerf guns and stuff. But then it seemed like in the late 80s, they started making other products. Do you remember the Nerf bow and arrow? Oh, yeah. The bow and arrow, the the, the uh, fencing sword. Okay. that's The I- fencing sword's what I'm getting to is something I wanted. But uh, most people remember the Nerf bow and arrow really well. Uh-huh. For whatever reason, the Nerf fencing set, I wanted so bad. Of course, I would have had Tim to play it with. But looking back at it as an adult, I'm not sure I understand it. Because around the hilt of the the Nerf sword are the four little targets that you hit and bend backwards. And when you get all four, you win. Right. That's how you fence. Right. <laughs> so I don't know what the design was, but uh, <laughs> it was a game, I guess. Because in theory, 
if I make contact with one of your targets with the end of my sword, you should be making contact with the bottom target on my sword. That's right. Time. Yeah. So I'm not sure I understand it, but it looked cool as hell back then. And I just know I wanted it mainly yeah. because I wanted to distract somebody and just slap them around with this big nerf needle. <laughs> That's basically what it was. Um, mm-hmm. I remember the commercials for it too. So yeah, nerf when f- nerf first hit, it was huge. I had the mini golf nerf. Oh, which, I forgot about mini golf nerf, which really had nothing nerf, nothing foam. It was, <laughs> it was plastic. It was just all plastic. So yeah, it was technically nerf, but when you think of nerf, you think of that foam material. Mm-hmm. There was nothing nerf about the mini golf, but I played that for years in my house the little yellow uh, holes that you had for each one. I think there was like maybe, I mean, there might have been nine that came with it. Yeah, it looks and then like, you got I'm at them now. Looks you like got nine. two. You had two putters that came with it too, so you could play and might have even came with a scorecard or something. But you could set them up all over the house. You could do crazy ones. We had a basement, so you could you know put one at the bottom of the stairs of the basement and <laughs> play your mini golf. So yeah. Nerf was huge, and I do remember the fencing swords and, and the commercials for them. I had forgotten pick. all about the indoor golf from Nerf. Mm-hmm. Gosh, yes, I wanted that too. Holy <laughs> moly. All right, the next one, I just sent you a pic. Mm. The Omnibot. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. The Omnibot, and this one is the Omnibot 2000. The movie... Uh, the Night They Saved Christmas, if you remember that one. It was a TV movie back in 84 with uh, Jacqueline Smith. They, in that movie, they have the uh, ultimate uh, gift at the end <laughs> is uh, the little boy gets uh, an Omnibot. And Santa, who is uh, Art Carney, he just kind of hypes it at one point in the in the movie, in the, his head elf. They bring it out, and it talks, and it tells jokes, and... It's got the you know cassette player. I think it had a remote, and you could like move its arms. You could grab things. Uh, you could even actually program like movements, so it could go from here to there. Uh, kind of like the remember that tank. The uh, what was the name of that tank that you could program and yeah, it, would... it was it and that tank thing. It wasn't tank, but it looked kind of like when I had the trailer. It pulled behind it. Right. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. it'll come to me, but the robot had those same kind of elements that you could program. And, uh, back a couple years ago, you know, when they brought the Muppets back and they use <laughs> the Omnibot is actually the driver of the car, you know, when they're getting from here to there, <laughs> it was so great. I, I loved it. And but I it always wanted, like a, it looks like a miniature version of the robot from Rocky four that Polly. Yes. Had. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, the one that's in the in that uh, the night they saved Christmas movie is actually taller. It, it was closer to the one that's in Rocky Four because it had like legs almost and mm-hmm. would you could drive it around. But I don't know that era was just so huge into robots. Obviously, Transformers came around, but the thought of having like a robot in your house was <laughs> you know <laughs> that was that was when you're rich. That's your that's your uh, Silver spoons level rich there, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, big track, big P-R-A-K, track, yes. That was the name of that toy. Well, speaking of Richie Rich stuff, 
that's one I didn't think about for this list. Was that miniature train that ran through his house? That would be badass to have. Well, yeah, and he, I mean, uh, you could just pretty much go through your favorite arcade games too, <laughs> you know, because he had like several yeah. there too. You're like, he's got a whole arcade in his house. He's got a train that and goes from here to there. He's got a Pac-Man that don't take quarters. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah, which I can't say nothing. We had arcade games in our house that didn't take quarters either. My dad had got somewhere. I don't even remember what they were though. I went, for some reason I wasn't interested back then because maybe I was too short to really play them. But <laughs> well, next up on my list, I got to go with a GI Joe toy, the GI Joe Killer Whale Hovercraft. Oh yes, I wanted that thing. Now I was fortunate enough to have the Cobra Terror Drone. At one point, and I had numerous vehicles. I had the Tomahawk, and my brother had the Sky Striker, which I was never allowed to touch. Even to this day, I've never been allowed to touch it. He still has it, and I still have never touched it once in my life. Not once. Uh, maybe one day. <laughs> but uh, I mentioned my cousin Tim. We we were both big in the GI Joe, and we would we were neighbors. And in the summer, we'd get together and put our GI Joes together, and just have a big old, you know, war. And he had a very spoiled cousin, like this friend you're mentioning. His name was Aaron and he had everything. He was a single child. His parents both had good jobs and good money. Well, he would come over as, you know, Tim's mom would babysit him some in the summer. And man, he brought the hovercraft and he was one of these, you know, you can't touch it type people, just like my brother. But he was worse in the fact that he had to dictate the storyline of how you were playing mm -hmm. and you, you couldn't start playing until he had everything set up the way he wanted it. So one time when he was busy, we were going to do this thing where we were going to put the figures to an obstacle course. And this thing went all over the house through the kitchen, across the bar. He filled the sink with water. They had to swim through it. And yada. Well, he's busy in the kitchen setting all this stuff up. Meanwhile, his hovercraft is just sitting in the living room unattended that we're not allowed to touch. Well, I take that bad boy out the back door <laughs> down, down to the pond. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I set that sucker afloat. And ever since then, I have wanted my very own hovercraft because it actually floated. Yeah. It floated. And just the fact that it was a cool vehicle for playing G.I. Joe because it would hold three or four figures on the top of it. You could put a bunch in the belly of it. It was sizable. It was a nice centerpiece for playtime. It got a lot of play. Like you were talking about that other toy, the slime pit. This got a lot of play on the cartoon and the comic books. They put it out there for people to want. So that's one that I always really, really wanted, but never had. And matter of fact, the putting that one out in the pond was the only time I've ever, no, it's not the only time I ever touched one. I found one that was highly incomplete at RetroCon a few years ago. They wanted 50 bucks, and it was missing too many pieces to name and count. And I was like, I don't think so. Yeah. But uh, to wrap up that story, it ended up floating out of reach. And Aaron is losing his shit when he finds out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I was able to snag it with a tree branch. But, yeah, he was not happy at all. <laughs> you were uh, disbarred from the house for a while, I bet. No, but I tell you what, I don't blame him because if I had a hovercraft, I wouldn't want people doing that with it either. Right. <laughs> I yeah. wouldn't want it getting messed up. 
But and this that's... guy, <laughs> since we're the retro network, I, I want to say this: this guy had everything from every line. Mm-hmm. If it was the yeah, Joe toy, he had it. If it was Transformers, he had it all. If it was Masters, he had it all. This cat still today has it all in mint mm. condition. I mean, lightly played with, but uh, he never moved out. He never got married or anything. And he's a couple years older than I am. So he's like 45 ish now. They converted in his parents' house the basement, like into an apartment for him. And he's never moved out. He still <laughs> has all his toys there. Oh, this wow. dude, is, if I ever you know, fully turned to the dark side in the life of crime. That's the first house I'm robbing. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I've got it staked out and cased already. <laughs> I know the ways in and out. <laughs> I got my zip ties and duct tape in a duffel bag. I'm ready to go take me some toys. <laughs> well, I, um, since this is our last pick, there's no way around it. I've, I've got to choose the flag. In, in this list, yeah. I know we were trying to get away from you know the more popular ones, but the flag is just uh, once I got the Sky Striker and then realized well, probably a couple years later when the flag came out that you could actually land a full Sky Striker on it. That that's it, man. That's it. That's the only thing you want. And by the time I got it through my brain, probably in the later. Uh, you know, after it had been out a couple of years, that we've got a full basement. It could fit in our basement. You know, yeah, I, you, I, you were pitching that hard, weren't you? Yeah, I mean, it, it. Well, it got to the point where you know I was getting a lot of cool stuff. I got the Cat Slayer for Thundercats, the Diecast Voltron, which I still have. I was getting some solid stuff for Christmas, but I don't know why I didn't go even bigger than that <laughs> and go for the flag. Uh, before it was too late and probably about the time that I thought, well, I could try to save up my money and get it. And I had the space for it. You know, by that time they probably was not in stores anymore. So I don't know. I know. I don't know how long they made them or released them, but it was just, and just to think about, I was, I was looking at it. It was a $110 price tag when it first came out. So that would be Uh, close to a $250 toy today. Yeah. Seven feet long. If it had been to scale, because it was based on, you know, the, whatever, one of the aircraft carriers, had it been to scale and you could land like multiple sky strikers on it, it would have been 65 feet long, (laughs) 13 feet wide, which would have been even more. I mean, somebody ought to make a flag that you could land multiple sky strikers on, you know, anyway, that, that would be, uh you know, a $10,000 project. But anyway, it was just, I mean, you could, there's so much more you can do than just what I wanted to do was just simply have something to land my sky striker on with that thing. Mm-hmm. You know, all the, the little missile launchers and radar dishes and an elevator it had I'm trying to think what else it had on there, but there was just so much else that you can do with it other than just <laughs> use it for what it was you would think, you know, in your mind what it was intended for, but right. uh, it was just a, the most glorious play set of the eighties and probably ever. Um, I put a picture on my Instagram here a while back and I'm sending it to you now. A kid from back then who has his in his swimming pool 
it has uh no it didn't float on its own he you I was can gonna say it, it didn't float no you can look at the picture close and see that it's setting on something but i'm sending you this picture now how lucky was this damn kid to be able to not yeah. only have a uss flag aircraft carrier but have a swimming pool for one and be able to get in the pool and play with his aircraft carrier gosh did you get the picture yeah i did that's ridiculous man <laughs> How lucky that's, is that little shit? Yeah, that should not have been allowed. No. Wow. And you know that picture was taken just to show off at school and make his friends jealous. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would want to run up and like tip that thing over so your uh, <laughs> so your jet and your uh, all your little figures and everything you got set up there for the picture would fall yeah. in. I, I would be the kid that was at his house and he's in there bragging about it. He's like, yeah. And da, 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 da. I'm like, well, have you heard about Cobra's new secret weapon? No. Cannonball! <laughs> <laughs> Just crushed the shit out of it. <laughs> it would be worth having the antenna stuck up your backside from it. To, yeah. To shut a little kid like that. Typhoon! Up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I think I'm going to put that up on my a screensaver on my computer. <laughs> that's just a uh, wow that might be the best picture ever taken i thought that too once upon a time and that's why i took it and then there's a well i'm gonna i'm gonna send you another one here there's a kid from back then at a birthday party i'm guessing it's his birthday and he has obviously gotten a flag aircraft carrier plus a tomahawk Plus several other G.I. Joe play sets all at one damn time. I'm going to send that to you right now. <laughs> this is the kind of kid you just want to walk up and punch in the face. Yeah. It's not his, it's not his fault, though, really. His parents. You want to go up and punch <laughs> his dad in the face. And run off. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, right. See all those little sets stacked He's up? He's got in like front two of the tomahawks box? on the thing. Yeah. Well, he's got that reverse wing airplane thing. I can't remember what that was called. But yeah. Yeah, the, the, the jet that came out in season two, I think. Uh sure. or no, that's not okay, so it's just the that's just the full tomahawk, but still. Good gosh. Happy birthday and you put your store uh out of stock <laughs> of GI yeah. Joe stuff. Like he got the havoc, he got the tomahawk, the USS flag. And all these little boxes stacked up in front of the flag, I can make out the little mini tank there on the right. Mm -hmm. On the far left, that looks like the devilfish boat. Yeah. Is that and then the, if you notice... Uh, the Dreadnoughts Jeep? What, the, what was that called? Uh, the Thunder Machine? It might be. Yeah, holy cow. And then look to the left of the Tomahawk helicopter. Look what else is laying in the floor over there. Is that a Masters of the Universe Wind Raider? Could be. I think it is. I think you're right. So this kid obviously has Masters of the Universe toys out the wazoo as well. Gosh. What is the one that's behind the banner? That's the I, jet. I was trying to. Yeah. That's the jet. And there's like two more under the banner too. Gosh. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then is that a VHS tape standing up at the very top above the banner? Or what is that? Maybe it's another stinking playset. Looks like a Game Boy. <laughs> I well, don't know. Too early for Game Boy. Yeah. I can see G.I. Joe logo down the side of the 
box, whatever it is. But anyway, this is not even Christmas. This is his kid's birthday. He got the whole freaking toy store for his birthday. Yeah. Okay, I take back all, all my right. pick. I just, I, just <laughs> I just want this kid's life. <laughs> right, yeah. Probably him in the swimming pool, too. <laughs> <laughs> it could be, yeah. It could be. All right, did you have any, without stealing uh, maybe any of our uh, people's thunder here that left us feedback, did you have any other honorable mentions you want to throw out? No, no, I'm just, uh, I'll just tell people to see some of my other picks. Just head over to the retro network.com. I, there's a whole article I wrote about this very topic. So I think check it I, out there. I'm going to throw out two that nobody else had mentioned here and we'll get into our feedback here in a second. The masters universe Eternia playset. I, a lot of people put that I probably high on this list, but I don't know. It was never appealing to me. It looked like some weird roller coaster or something. You know, I, I just never, I don't know, never connected with it. And I don't think it was at least readily available, you know, as, well, as much as some say, of those sets. It's not on my list because I didn't even know of its existence until the internet came along. As a mm-hmm. kid, I didn't know it existed for me to even miss not having it. That's why it's not on my list. I never wanted it because I never knew it was a thing. Mm-hmm. And one other one that... uh I don't know. Back in the day when you would have company over or you'd go with your parents over to somebody's house that you didn't know and had dinner. And while your parents were visiting, you were down in the basement or whatever, uh, playing with their kids that you weren't, you didn't really know. I have an experience like that where we we went over to somebody's house. I have no idea who it was. And they had the death star play set from star Wars. Oh, wow. And, I remember just being mind blown that you had like multiple levels and this was early. I I don't know. This was a a pretty young memory, probably when I was like maybe six or seven. I don't know when the death star playset came out, but uh, that just intrigued me as a small kid, not having anything to compare that to and probably just getting into GI Joe or, you know, masters universe or something that there was multiple levels and these little figures that you could move up and down. And on the, I think there's an elevator and, and some other things on that Death Star playset. But hmm. that was one that I just have a really faint memory of experiencing as a young kid and just being blown away. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's get into some feedback here and let our, uh, our listeners take the floor for a little bit. Brian Cave at Old School Evil with underscores there in the middle. I really wanted G1 Scorponok as a kid and after months of convincing my parents finally said yes but when we went to the store they were all out that's Aww. why i'm so excited for the new scorponok at toy fair yeah i some of the g1 uh, the megatron uh, my buddy wyatt had uh optimus I'm trying to think uh what my rich <laughs> friend had uh there were some of those G1 Transformers that I could probably sneak onto this list uh, as something I, I wanted but never had. But I was, you know, we talked about it before. I was happy to play with my GoBots. I didn't really need a, a huge Transformer. But those were always seemingly out of reach. Brian also chimed in. One I always wanted but never got close to getting was Rhino from Mask. I had the big outlaw truck, but it would have been cool to have the Mask counterpart. I have a Rhino. Like I said, Mask is always one of my favorites. That was the one that was like the uh, the rig 
that you could open up the cabin section and it had a missile that you could launch out of the cabin section. And then the back where the fifth wheel is, you could pull that apart and it became a little like doom buggy <laughs> that yeah. you could put a figure in. That was a really cool truck. And it had the battering ram grill that you could just plow you know, other people over with. <laughs> Such a great toy. That was one my rich, <laughs> my rich friend had, I remember. But, uh, yeah, I was always left to all the small mask uh, vehicles back in the day. Good pick there. Notorious B-I-Z, <laughs> K-B-I-Z-L uh, on Twitter. The Technodrome from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's a pretty large play set. Yeah, Turtles were a little past my solid play time, though, so. Yeah, I was kind of too. I don't remember ever having any Turtles figures, but uh, I know a lot of people revere that Technodrome. Carrie Perrin at Carrie the Perrin. Ecto-1 from the real Ghostbusters line. Solid pick. That's a very good pick. And Logan, he posted pics of uh, the Star Wars at-at. The Dungeons & Dragons Fortress of Fangs playset. I never got into Dungeons & Dragons, so... That was a new one to me, as far as the uh, playsets go. The Masters of the Universe Evil Horde Fright Zone. Oh, yeah. The now, which one is it? Is that the one? Which one That's is that the one? one it was like, it looked kind of like a little rock hill, and it had the wooden jail and the tree up on the top that would capture right, people. Right, 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 yeah. right. And then he also posted Clash of the Titans Kraken. That was a little before my time. I think that was like late 70s, maybe early mm -hmm. 80s when those yeah. figures came out. And then the G.I. Joe Snowcat. Yeah, and in Logan, that's Nick, who is a mostly regular over at RetroDays.org. He writes some stuff over there and mm -hmm. is in the forums a lot. He's He knows his toys and stuff from back then. Yeah, mm -hmm. Nick's good people. Y'all should go head over to RetroDays.org and read some of his stuff. He's, he's fantastic. The BK Broiler. At BK Broiler 99205, the Millennium Falcon. I remember uh, seeing some of those at RetroCon going for some big bucks, the complete my, ones. My brother had one. Mm -hmm. Wasn't allowed to touch it either. <laughs> Eventually I was. And it was, a, it was a tight fit, but you could get a G.I. Joe three and three quarter inch in the cockpit. Yeah. So that yeah. become, yeah. when he let me touch it, that become another... Weapon in G.I. Joe's arsenal against Cobra. <laughs> the Falcon. Who's going to fly the Falcon? Yeah, it didn't matter. It I didn't matter. use it like as the Millennium Falcon. It was kind of just like an aerial troop convoy. Because okay. you could just pile a whole bunch of figures oh, yeah. in that big open middle. And Oh, yeah. Good call with that. Uh, Paxton Holly, at Paxton Holly. Although I begged for weeks, my mom never got me the Return of the Jedi speeder bike. I ultimately got one on my own after college, but it scarred me. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Uh, Nathan Grantham at LEWPH3. Boulder Hill from Mask. Oh. Such a great playset. I begged my mom later, once I found that on uh, clearance at Hills, I got a Boulder Hill uh, probably in the late 80s. Uh, G.I. Joe APC. A kid at daycare had one, and I have wanted one ever since. True story. <laughs> that was an expensive toy. Uh-huh. And at the time it was out in the stores, my mom and I found one at a yard sale for nothing, and she bought it for me. 
So I actually had that when it was still new in the stores, but paid virtually nothing for it. Wow. I have no idea how or why that happened, but yeah, her kid pissed her off and I'm putting all your stuff in the yard sale. <laughs> Might have. Might have. Or it could uh, have been he got two of them for his birthday or something. Or yeah. Cool. Eric Vardaman at Eric Vardaman. I wanted the at at the Snowspeeder and Slave One from Empire Strikes Back, but all I got was a Tauntaun. That's a funny. stupid a stupid Tauntaun. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted Slave One and I always wanted Slave Leia. So we neither one of us got what we wanted. Uh, Sean Robert chimed in. Was it at least the one with the open belly? And Eric said yes. <laughs> the Tauntaun. Uh, speaking of Sean, as Sean Robert, as a boy growing up in the early 80s, I coveted my friend Heather's strawberry shortcake figures. My mom would never let me get any. Karen uh, Flieger chimed in. My brother would come into my room and smell <laughs> strawberry and I think cherry butter cookie and purple pie man. I don't know. I was never around uh, <laughs> those figures, but I'm intrigued at different smells and stuff that smells like strawberry. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but I don't know that I'd go sniffing around a, a girl action figure. You know, people could see that and get the wrong impression. <laughs> True. Well, <laughs> when you're a kid, you know, you're a little more innocent. You can claim to be innocent, but... <laughs> well, she don't say he was a kid in this. I mean... <laughs> He could have been her older, nineteen-year-old brother. Or something. You never know. That would have been that would have been weird. Yeah, <laughs> you'll have to, to tell us about that. Explain a little bit more there, Karen. Uh, J.L. Lamastus at Shade of Jeremy. There was two I wanted and never got: Starship Eternia from the New Adventures of He-Man. And You're the, doing this wrong. I'm doing it. <laughs> no, I'm telling him he's doing oh, it wrong. Okay. <laughs> And the Fisher-Price PXL2000 camera. Oh, the grainy black-and-white movies I'd have made with that one. I had that. that Did thing, you really? That thing was awesome. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's the one I had. That's the one that took the cassette size tapes, the metallic mm -hmm. tapes, I believe. Oh, yeah. I actually... Oh, God, I wish I could find it. Uh, of course, you'd have to find a way to watch it. But, yeah, I had that camcorder... And after Hurricane Hugo hit in 1989, we had been on our way to Myrtle Beach when it came in, and we just kept on going. I filmed all the storm damage on that camera, and I still had those tapes for years and would show them wow. to people. But, yeah. Yeah, but I said he's doing it wrong. Nobody wants anything from the new adventures of He-Man. Come on. <laughs> You're just looking for attention. You don't really want that. Well, if you, you were a little bit younger than we were, and that was your He-Man. Jason, come on. <laughs> I'm trying to make a case. I'm trying to make a case. There is no case. That's the problem. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tim Heasley at Timmy underscore He's 5. Power Wheels Jeep. Never got it. Yeah, me either. Uh, yeah. I wanted the Bigfoot power wheel thing oh i just thought of another one that my rich friend had he had a gas powered remote control bigfoot oh my goodness gas powered like i mean mm -hmm. legit and mm -hmm. that thing would fly and i could i was never allowed to touch the controller <laughs> those things were expensive very expensive but i remember there him driving that around his yard and i'm just drooling there is a track there is a, well, there was a group of guys who had gas powered 
remote controlled race cars. And there was a track about 20 miles from here that is perfectly in scale with Bristol Motor Speedway. And these guys would go and race there every weekend, like 300 lap races, and they would build on these cars. And there would be legitimate bad blood when one of them would screw up and wreck another one because it would cost them a couple hundred bucks to get it fixed. Yeah. I mean, wow. yeah, those gas-powered remote-controlled cars are no joke. Those things are expensive, and you're right. They can fly. They, yeah. uh, this scale track where they race these cars on, the scale speed of them equaled out to 250 mile an hour if it was a real car going around the real Bristol Motor oh, Speedway. It was even faster than what they could go Twice on the fast. actual track. Three times wow. as fast, yeah. Wow. Ridiculous. Yeah, Bristol's a short track, right? Yeah, half mile. Wow. That's crazy. All right, Karen Flieger at Karen Flieger 8. Barbie Dreamhouse. Also, I always wanted Angel Cake from Strawberry Shortcake. I got a reproduction a couple years ago. Also, I would have liked either the Gem and the Hologram stage or the New Kids on the Block stage. Also, I regret not having picked up a Donnie Wahlberg doll. And <laughs> she laughing about that one. Good to have some other. Uh, some, I didn't know some Gem and the Holograms had a stage. That's pretty cool. Well, you can look it up here as I'm going on to the next person here. Jen at Pastel Paperback. Second, that Barbie Dream House. Never got it and always wanted, but they were so expensive. I really wanted some Power Wheels, too, but we didn't even get a Little Tykes car. <laughs> that was the old push, uh, push with your yeah. feet car, right? Yeah. The red and yellow thing. Yep, I remember that. And Stacy Raider at Geeky underscore Vixen. Because I only got to play with them on the playground with the boys in my second grade class. It would have been Battle Armor He-Man and Skeletor, Zarana and Baroness, and Brad Turner's Condor from Mask. Love Condor. That's the motorcycle that turns into the helicopter. I had that one as a kid. Yes. That's going to wrap up our feedback. Some great choices there. Lots of Star Wars in there. Yeah. Um, I just want to say thanks to everybody when we put that out there that are chiming in with their picks because it really... You know, Jason and I, we enjoy sharing our stories, but man, you, as you can tell, we love hearing what everybody else has to say on these topics, too. Absolutely. Absolutely.